Hello, and welcome to Twin Flame Transformation. My name is Michelle, and I will be your host and guide. On today's episode, I want to talk about making the unconscious conscious and why it's so important for twin flames on their path to harmonious twin flame union. So if you're familiar with Carl Jung, most likely you're familiar with his well-known quote, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct you and you will call it fate. So Jung, Carl Jung refers to the conscious mind as our thoughts, emotions, and memories that we're aware of, right? So anything that we're not aware of lives in our unconscious. So when we're conscious, we can really see what's going on. And that's when we have the power and awareness to change things and create the life we want. And the unconscious holds all the things that we're not aware of and that, believe it or not, that are actually controlling us, right? There are so many statistics. I've looked this up all over and it says that over 90% of our decisions are made unconsciously. That is a huge staggering amount that is directing our life, right? Our unconscious, 90% of our decisions are made from our unconscious self. That's a huge amount, right? So that's why so often we feel like, why are the same things happening over and over? Why aren't I able to change? What's stopping me from moving forward, right? Why aren't I in harmonious twin flame union? And it's the things that are buried in our unconscious that are actually calling the shots, right? These are the things that are making the decisions for us. And most of us walk around, most of the world walks around unconscious of their thoughts or behaviors, right? We aren't always in the present moment and we act out of habit, out of conditioning, So the best example I know of is perhaps you've had this with driving or something similar, but have you ever um, driven and you've driven home and then when you've gotten home or gotten someplace, you're like, I don't even remember driving, right? Because you were so lost in your thoughts, but because your body has driven the drive so many times, it knows how to do it. It can do it unconsciously, right? We call it, oh, we're on autopilot. It's when we exist in the world and we're not even conscious of it. And you see this all the time, and we're all part of it, right? Until we're these enlightened beings that are fully present every single moment, right? We're, we're, if we're not present in the moment and we're not conscious of our behaviors, our unconscious is taking over. So the, the driving is a good example, right? But also in our unconscious are all the memories that we've buried because it was too f- painful to remember them, right? So the driving was a great physical somatic um, example of what's in our unconscious, just like our heartbeats and our, you know, blood runs and our body can operate unconsciously. We don't have to consciously tell our body how to live, right? Our body knows how to do this unconsciously. And our body also holds all the memories of everything else we've practiced somatically. So that's why we can physically operate unconsciously. But we can also do that emotionally, right? So anything that happened to us that we didn't want to deal with, we bury it in our unconscious. And so that's why so often, I know for me, I had for a long time, so many years of my childhood that I had zero memory of. I could not access those memories. They were buried so deeply in my unconscious. And it wasn't until I did my healing work could I access them. It was too painful to access them, right? So that happens to most people that painful things, just they don't want to deal with them, especially for the masculine part of all of ourselves. Um, It just, maybe it's not safe to show emotions or to feel, and so it just gets buried, and we put protection around us. 
Um, but our bodies remember, right? Our bodies lived it, so it's still stored in our body. And that is why I think it's so important to do um, healing work, therapeutic work, where you drop into your body. I mean, that's the work I do, right? Because that's when you can access the unconscious. So the unconscious lives in the body, it lives in our dreams, and it lives in creativity, right? When you're creating, you just, you can get to that zone where you're not conscious and you just have, have source energy flowing through you, right? You're creating from, you're tapping into the unconscious of the, the collective unconscious and the super unconscious is where, you know, source energy is. And when you can tap into that space and become conscious of it. So when you're creating, you're, you're consciously creating, but you're letting the unconscious flow through. So that's a great way to sort of access it. And the same things when you're like lucid dreaming, you're conscious that you're accessing your unconscious in the dream state. But and that's why studying dreams can be so important because you actually learn how to access your unconscious. The dream state shows us, especially our psychological dreams, show us so much of what's going on that we may not be conscious of. So one of the big blocks to Twin Flame Union is our psychological and emotional blocks that are in the unconscious. Let's look at an example of this. So I'm going to share an example of my experience. So let's say you grew up in a family where you had to take care of a parent emotionally. Um, like, and I've shared this on other podcasts of mine that I had to alter my behavior to make my mom happy and to create peace at home, right? So as a child, I would tune into her energy and I became really good at it, right? To notice what mood she was in. And then I would adjust my behavior accordingly. And so over time, this became a habit for me, a learned conditioned behavior, right? I could read her behavior and alter mine to make peace at home so I wouldn't get in trouble, so she wouldn't be angry at me. And it became a way to protect myself, a way to defend myself. And after a while, this became my norm. And after a while, I'm not conscious I'm doing it, right? It's just my survival. It's a, it's a learned survival pattern. Then I go out in the world and it's so normalized for me that I'm not conscious I'm still doing it. I'm not conscious that I'm adjusting my behavior to make other people happy, right? So eventually <laughs> I get into therapy, I do my healing work, I do my somatic work, I do my spiritual work, and I begin to identify behaviors that keep occurring, right? Let's say I work on like what came up for me was why was I always depleted when I spent time with people? I always just felt so exhausted. And so after I would do my healing work, I would discover where this originates from. And I became conscious that this is the pattern that originated from altering my behavior for my mom. So that's the first aha, right? It became, this unconscious behavior became conscious. Then the challenge is, is to be conscious when it happens. So at first I didn't catch it, right? Until afterward, say I'd be exhausted and I would say, ah, I know what I did, I know what I did. I see where it happened. Right. And then after time, like developing any new habit, I would become conscious when I'm altering it, when I'm altering my behavior for someone else as it's happening. Right. So then my recognition time becomes quicker. My body teaches me if I tune into my body, I can tune in that this doesn't feel right. This didn't feel right when I healed it. So I'm off. Right. I'm off of my center. So what am I doing? And I turn back in. I regulate back to who I am and what I need right? I can feel the difference. So now I've made this unconscious pattern conscious. 
through my body and I change the pattern in my body. So it's no longer, I can no longer call it fate when I feel depleted after spending time with people, right? It's no longer out of my hands. I'm no longer a victim to my circumstances. I'm now in control of when I'm depleted. I'm able to realize and recognize this behavior. I mean, that's huge, right? Because before this, I wasn't conscious that I was altering, altering my behavior uh, to make other people happy, right? So no wonder I felt depleted. Now I'm conscious of this behavior and I'm energized because I'm being true to myself. I catch it beforehand. I recognize it. I don't have to. And then that becomes my new habit that I, I'm true to myself first before someone else. So I hope that made sense. I just did a broad sweep on a very complicated topic. <laughs> the, the topic of the unconscious can take years to understand, right? But hopefully this is a good starting point and you can understand where I'm coming from. And some of you ha may have more experience or um, awareness of this than others, right? So the more you do your healing work and the more you make things in your unconscious conscious, the closer you come to your unique soul's vibration. And this is the same unique vibration that your twin flame carries, right? So you're no longer walking around in your parents' vibration or society's vibration or these learned, you know, behavior vibrations or your wounded vibrations. Once you do your healing work, you're now tuning into the energy of your soul and you're vibrating on a totally different level. And so, as you may know, Twin flames share the same energetic blueprint at a soul level, right? We were once one soul and we split in two. And then we came down into these human bodies and we experience different parental conditioning, society conditioning, culture conditioning, and programming. And we have different DNA. And so those, all of those create a vibration that covers up our soul's vibration. And they are denser, right? And they carry a different energy. But when we've done enough healing in our lives, that's, in, or we're vibrating at a certain energy level that is closest to our soul's energy level, that's when we meet our twin flame and they activate the soul recognition. And then this is when the real soul work and healing work begins. Because anything that isn't vibrating at the soul level of frequency comes up to be cleared and healed. Right? Until then, most of the stuff has been buried in our unconscious. Now it's all coming to the surface, right? This twin flame dynamic has been designed so impeccably so that they trigger exactly the stuff in our unconscious. And until we know what that is, we can feel like we're going crazy, right? It's so intense and it's so much. And it's like, why is this so huge, right? That's why they trigger so deeply. It's also why we trigger them and why they're not able to just align with us so easily. And that is why, you know, harmonious, lasting twin flame union doesn't happen overnight, right? There are so many obstacles and heal and much healing to do before the twin flames can come into union, if that's the soul's design in this lifetime to come into physical union. And you know, most twin flames have to do this work separately because there are many layers to clear. And most of this work, as I said, is, is, is making what's in your unconscious conscious. And then your energy can match your core twin flame union energy, your soul's energy. So when you become completely conscious of who you are, right, you remember that you're a spiritual being living in a human body. And then you know and you feel and you recognize that you 
are already in twin flame union that there is no separation it's it's remarkable to when you first feel that energy and it's all so clear and you're like ah got it right and then you can see what is left to do why it's not why if there isn't physical union why it's not there it's all just very clear it's just making everything conscious right so when you think about it it's thrilling that someone on this earth carries the same frequency as we do right how how unbelievable is that but until you really know yourself and your triggers and your patterns and your conditions right you're operating or we're operating mostly unconsciously and i want to emphasize that like this is the norm right most of the world is operating unconsciously but this time more than ever people are waking up they're becoming conscious they're seeing what's buried right what they couldn't see before and it's exciting it's an exciting exciting time we're living in and it's a thrilling thrilling thing to be on this twin flame journey and I know it can be so painful I really do but I also know with a hundred thousand million percent to infinity how remarkable and unique and powerful and unlike anything else in the world that it can be when you get to the other side when you can get through the healing and get through the buried stuff in the unconscious when you can make all that conscious it is just thrilling to connect to your source and your higher self and divinity and see this incredible power of of love that you carry just innately within you it's just been buried and I know the topic of the unconscious is a lot. I mean, I have a whole master's degree in it. I know how complicated it can be. And I just tried to summarize it the best I could in a you know short podcast. And I'll probably do more on this topic because there's so much to uncover. But I think the fastest way, and you probably know this, to get to know your unconscious is start watching your thoughts throughout the day as much as you can, right? Try not to let any thought go unnoticed. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Observe what comes up when you meditate. Don't attach to it. Don't let it control you. And that takes time, right? Medi meditating is a whole another thing that takes time to do and patience and, and just sit with yourself and your consciousness <laughs> and your unconsciousness. But that's a fast way to get to know what's going on um, in your unconscious. And the other way is by studying your dreams right? Because the dreams are showing you what's in your unconscious. So I have a workshop coming up in January. Um, I listened to a lot of you. I got some feedback. I changed it from a weekend workshop to a one, a two hour workshop. So you'll get enough basics to be able to understand your dreams at a deeper level, right? I'll give you as much information as I can for two hours. And then at the end of those two hours, I'm going to have a bonus two hours where we'll actually go into some dreams. So if you can stay for that, it's awesome. I may not be able to work everyone's dreams, but you'll see because we'll go into dream space together where we'll access the collective unconscious. And you'll see by going to someone else's dreams how closely related to yours it is. And well, you'll have your own experience, but that's what I know from my experience of doing it is what happens. And it's really, really magical and powerful to share a dream space with other people. The dream workshops on January 15th, I'll put the link in the bio. And you know, if you do the workshop, you'll understand the unconscious so much better, right? And then the other way is working one-on-one. -on -one. I love working one-on-one. -on -one. 
It's a great way to, you know, have a witness so that you can dive into your body and see what's there. And that's the work I do, right? And so you're able to uncover things you may not notice on your own because of because of your conditioning and because it's unconscious. So I hope all this information helps you a bit and helps you understand that the path to twin flame union, harmonious, lasting, divine twin flame union is making the unconscious conscious. I am sending you so much love on this magical, profound journey we are all on together. You're not alone. There's a lot of us out there doing this work, and I am so with you. Namaste.